Get ready, we're turning it up. Get ready, get ready, we're turning it up. What's going on, my champs? How we doing today? It is week nine of the fantasy football season. Halfway there, man. We are halfway there. Welcome in to another episode here on the Pigskin Champs Fantasy Football Podcast. We are your hosts, Derek and Justin. You can find us both on Twitter at pigskin underscore drock. And pigskin underscore Jay Gonzo. You can also find the show at Pigskin Champs. Derek, how you doing, man? How's been? How, how you been these past couple weeks, man? I'm still recovering from a uh, little pneumonia action, but uh, we're here. We're we are we are back. We are back, man. Back we like we never back. left. Excited, man. It's been been a crazy couple of weeks for both of us, personal lives and everything. But yep. We are, we are back. We are ready to kick it off, man. Week nine. Finish the season strong, man. We got to keep going. Ooh, we keep man. pushing. It has been a wild couple of weeks, though, man. You know, Mike White leading the NFL in week eight at passing yards. You know. <laughs> hey, <laughs> you know. The Jets won. <laughs> the Jets won. Oh, man. There was a guy out there. I don't know if you saw, but there was a guy out there that put a $1,000 bet last week that Mike White would throw have, would lead the NFL in passing yards. And won the bet. Jesus. Yeah. I don't know how you have a thousand dollars just to throw like that, but yeah, the dude won a money is not a, not real to this guy. No, he uh he won 125k off that bet. But it also brings me to think like how many more of these bets has this guy made? Like you know what I'm saying? Like how much money has he lost? <laughs> the stones on this man, like come on. How do you make that bet? How do you I, I I don't I don't I, there's no words for that man that's that's yeah. insane that's an insane return off of really just a crapshoot yeah just threw a thousand dollars down just for the hell of it yep would not be me <laughs> all right so today's show it's a little bit different uh, we the, during the little time off a little break we took we decided to change it up a little bit and uh, we're gonna go matchup based for start sit. We're going to talk in detail about each game. We're going to combine the Pick'em episode and the Start Sit episode into one. Well, it's still going to be two episodes, but we're going to combine it into one like long episode that we'll cut, right? So we're going to go matchup-based. We're going to talk about each matchup. We're going to talk about seven games today. And tomorrow's show will be the other seven games. We'll give our breakdown, fantasy options. We'll pick the game. Talk about the line. It's going to be a great time. Let's do it. I'm ready to go in, coach. Just give me a chance. I know there's a lot riding on it, but it's all psychological. And then, and then Mike White threw for 405 yards <laughs> and got the dub. That was, that was actual audio from... From Mike White himself. Mike White himself. That was... You know that Mike White left the game and came back to the game this this past week. He left the game, went to the blue tent, being evaluated for some injury. I forget what it was. 
But then he, and then, uh, I forget the backup's name, Josh Johnson or something like that, comes in for like a drive or like a red zone situation. Uh, I think they end up kicking a field goal or something. And then Mike White comes out of the tent and is like high-fiving players. He's like, all right, I'm, I'm ready to go. I'm ready to go. <laughs> I guarantee you in that blue tent, he was like, just put me in, coach. <laughs> I know it's all psychological, but, you know. Oh, man. it's that That was – that was an insane performance. I really was like talk about taking every opportunity, you know, or not taking an opportunity for granted. Like he got, he got the, the chance to start and he ran with that man and good, good for him, you know, good for him and the jets. Like, you know, they're able to take down the number one seed at the time, the Cincinnati Bengals in the AFC, like, which is weird to say. The Cincinnati Bengals. Are the Bengals really? They're they're a fraud, right? I, dude, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. The NFL because, is weird because the Ravens two weeks ago were beating them seventeen to thirteen, and then the Ravens lost forty one to seventeen. Like, I do. I don't know, man. I. It's this is interesting. It's been a very crazy year, but let's kick it off, man. We're gonna kick it off with our first matchup, Mister Mike White himself. And the New York Jets taking on Carson Wentz and the Indianapolis Colts. They're playing at Indianapolis. Current line is Indy uh, favored by 10.5 points, 46 point over under. Right now you have Corey Davis, who's doubtful. Tevin Coleman, who's out. And T.Y. Hilton, who is out with a concussion. Derek, talk to me, man. Uh, how you feeling about fantasy options, man? Are we we starting we starting Carson Wentz. How you feeling about Carson Wentz? Yeah, I think you can definitely stream Carson Wentz in this matchup. I mean, the Jets defense. I mean, they they won last week, but their defense is not not good. So, um, I'd be willing to start them. Uh, I know that the Jets can be ran on, so I'm more excited about the running game for the Colts. But I still think that. Uh, Carson Wentz is still a viable starter this week. I mean, the Jets played played the Bengals. I mean, they beat the Bengals, right? They played them tough, so they they could easily make this an actual game where Carson needs to throw. So, but uh, yeah, I'm I'm pretty comfortable starting Carson Wentz this week. It's a, it's a pretty easy matchup. So, um, and on the other side, Mike White. I'm not I'm not looking to. Come I'm not, on, bro. You're I'm not, not capitalized on that. No, not at all. <laughs> not at all. All right, guys. Um, let's go move on to running back. We got Jonathan Taylor. I don't know, man. He seems like a smash start. Oh, 100%. <laughs> I think both running backs in this game are a smash. I think Jonathan Taylor, really, what do you have to say about uh, dude's, Jonathan Taylor? Like, dude's playing amazing. That's what you got to say about him. Man. Yeah, I think the real question here is uh, Naeem Hines. Are you comfortable playing Naeem Hines in this game? No. Yeah, I just I don't no, think they're going to need him. And I think Jonathan Taylor is going to take – like just – He's going to smash the Jets. Like, I yeah. feel like that's going to be um, fantasy points galore for Jonathan Taylor. Super confident starting him. Sucks. And because <laughs> I'm uh, facing him. <laughs> Michael Carter is a guy that I'm going to continue. Yeah, that was um, that was Mike White's best friend last week. And I think this matchup kind of screams the same to me. Uh, like the you know, I feel like the Colts and the Bengals defense are kind of similar this year. Um, you know, they're they're you're able to you're able to move the ball on them and, and I think that 
I do. I just fourteen targets, dude. Like, I don't and think, let's, I don't let's think also think about like, this. Like, yes, it was fourteen targets, but they were not just fourteen checkdowns. Like, this was four. This was a lot of designed screens, yeah. getting him actually involved in route concepts. They're using Michael Carter as a receiver. They are not just. He's not just running three yards and turning around and, you know. Mike White is just checking it down. Like that's not what's going on. Like they're actually using him in 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 route concepts and it's playing really well. So so uh, only other question I have in the running back room is uh, Ty Johnson. So you don't have Tevin Coleman. You know a lot of guys out there are hurting at running back. Are you willing to start Ty Johnson? I know we're going to put him in our positional stuff, but as like a flex option, are you willing to maybe start him? Uh, if I'm desperate, I will close my eyes as I put him in my starting line. Because I mean, he had six targets last week, seventy-one yards, yeah, nineteen and, fantasy points, right? Got, yeah, he, uh, right now in, yeah, in uh, PPR, he had nineteen point six fantasy points, had six targets, five receptions, sixty-one yards, and a TD, and then he had four attempts on the ground. So, I mean, I, I know that Michael Carter is getting the majority of it, but if we're, you know, if they're going to be down or, you know, competitive in this game, I think they're going to still use the same concept. Are you willing to flex Ty Johnson this week? I mean, like I said, if it's, if I'm super desperate and I have no other options, yes. If I have better options, I'm willing to sit him because I'm not chasing the 19 points yeah, from last yeah. week. That's how I feel too. If I'm playing him, I'm realistically expecting eight to 12 points. Yeah, like I'm, I'm, I'm happy I'm, with 10. Yes, you know? I'm not expecting some massive workload for Ty Johnson. If anything, um, I'm really not expecting a massive game for Michael Carter either. But uh, I mean, you can't deny Michael Carter is a huge part of this offense. Not Ty Johnson good. is as well, but I think that they're giving Michael Carter more of the run because he's the guy he's he's the future i think yeah. of this of this running back room so um if you absolutely have to just close your eyes when you put him in your lineup okay and just don't look at your team for the rest of the week all right but he has to be in your running back spot so it's gonna feel worse yes they have to put, <laughs> yes, him, they have to put him so far up on the page he has to go right next to like dalvin cook or whoever <laughs> else you got up there man uh yeah, it's gonna be crazy. So, all right, man. Let's move on to the wide receivers. Uh, dude, Michael Pittman has been on fire lately for the Colts. Uh, smash start for him as well. Yep, no questions yeah, asked for sure. Um, any other wide receiver core for the Indianapolis Colts that you're willing to start? I mean, T.Y. Hilton's gonna be out. Zach Pascal maybe as like a low end flex option if you're desperate if you have some teams on by but outside of that i mean there's really not nothing i'm i'm super comfortable with uh i mean it's michael pittman or nobody i'm i'm you know it's my it's this matchup is and when we talk about tight ends too it's going to be the, more of the same it's michael pittman jonathan taylor maybe carson wentz yep all right. Um, so for the New York Jets, are you willing to start any wide receiver out there? May you know, I've seen a lot of like maybe Jamison Crowder PPR wise as a as a low end flex option. 
It's kind of the same to me as Zach Pascal, if I have to. Other than that, I mean, you really can't expect huge numbers from him. He's a low end flex for me. All right. Uh, tight ends, man. Willing to start any of these tight ends? No. All right, man. What about defenses? Uh, I will take the Colts defense in a smash play this week on Thursday Night Football. The Jets never. The Jets defense never. Never. <laughs> All right, man. And uh, who you got winning this game? I'm taking the Colts. I'm taking the Colts uh, at home. Uh, I mean, they're a ten and a half point favorite. I think that this game is is relied heavily on the running backs uh, for the Colts side. Well, for both sides, honestly. But uh, I do think that the Colts defense gets it done against uh, this Jets offense. And I think the little Mike White flames kind of fizzle out. So, all right, yeah. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and take the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, they they've been looking. Pretty decent. I know I mean, Carson's, Carson's looked pretty good. Yes, he's had his he's had his moments, but you know he's also made some bonehead, uh, you know, throws and and decisions like throwing it to triple coverage in overtime to Michael Pittman. You know, but uh, I'm gonna go ahead and take the Colts in this one too. But if I'm betting against the spread, I think I'm taking the Jets. Ooh. I think I think they I think they cover the ten and a half. That's a lot of points. Yeah. Um, the Jets have have actually been in some games, and I don't I'm not really that scared of the Indianapolis Colts defense. So I think they can get some points on the board and make it within ten points. So all right, man. Moving on to another intriguing matchup. Not really. Uh, the one in seven Miami Dolphins hosting the one in seven Houston Texans. Barn burner. Uh, you know what's weird though is this actually might be like a decent game. <laughs> like there's they're two bad teams. I talked play. about it on the waiver show. I'm actually like comfortable starting a lot of pieces in this game. Yes, dude, like I don't. I even. I know it might hurt, but I even said you probably could start the Houston defense in this game. Like, just uh, both sides. Like, I feel like there's this game is going to be, I think, rough for both sides. I, I don't know. I, w- I don't think I would start any defenses either side. Um, I know it's – I don't think Tyrod's coming back. No, yet, I don't right? think he's – I think he's still on It's IR still going right to be Davis Mills? Yeah. Okay. So, um, for me, right now, Miami is favored – uh, six and a half points, 46 point over under only injury report. We really have is Devontae Parker is questionable with a shoulder injury. And I know that Tua was limited at practice with a uh, rib and finger injury. Mm-hmm. Um, fantasy options, man. Are you willing to want to stream either Davis Mills or Tua this week? Not Davis Mills, but I will stream Tua. Um, I recommended him as my top quarterback pickup uh, on our waiver show. Um, I'm not. Uh, I'm not starting Davis Mills. Yeah, no. I'm, I'm I do actually like Miami's defense this week. I mean, Houston's Houston's offense is giving up a lot of points to opposing defenses. So, I, I am I am comfortable starting that defense. So, uh, what, what I'm saying is like, don't start Davis Mills. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's basically what I'm saying. Yeah, man. Uh, I really do. I think I, I like two of this week. He's actually been playing pretty decent of late. I know. He was a QB one two weeks ago. Yeah, he um he he ran into Buffalo, man, and, and Buffalo is a good team through and through. And it, it was 
it was safe to say that Tua is not going to have a very good game because Miami is, does not run a very prolific offense. They're not moving the ball, stretching the field. They're, they're more of a game manager, dink and dunk. Jalen Waddle can have 14 targets. For with, 14 yards. For 14. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like and three touchdowns. He he is the new Jarvis Landry. Like, this is what Jarvis Landry was doing when he was the Miami Dolphins. I just don't understand how we continuously change coaches year after year and still run the exact same offense. It don't make sense. The but, owner. The owner, when he brings in a new regime, dude, he's like, this, this is what I want. I want sense. you to let Jarvis's name live on. Yeah, dude. Like, But Devontae Parker... Look pretty interesting, but um, yeah, so let's go to the wide receivers real quick, man. Are you willing to start Devontae Parker, Jalen Waddle this game? Jalen Waddle, yes. Devontae Parker. I think he'd be a viable flex option, in a, man. In a pinch. He, I mean, I mean, he had, with, I think he had like 10 targets last week. I mean, he's had stretches before where he's been really good. The matchup's really solid. Uh, Houston's defense is like, bottom five against almost every position group. So if you're, if you can't start them this week, you can't start them at all. So go ahead, man. Yeah. If you have Devontae I'm, Parker, throw him out there if you need to. I'm willing to start Devontae Parker uh, this week, especially with another decent bye week uh, where four teams are out on a bye. I think Devontae Parker would be a nice flex option for you. If he ends up falling in the end zone, it's just even a better day. Other side of the ball, man, it's got to be Brandon Cooks and that's it. Hey. Yeah, I mean, I did I did bring up Nico Collins as a stash, but not a play. Yeah, I think this week, man, going forward too, I, I just think it's it's Brandon Cooks, man. He, yeah. it's so crazy, man. He's he's the only one. Like, it doesn't matter. He's good. He's a good football player. Like he does. It doesn't matter the situation he's in. He's still being able to produce, and it's crazy. He's the only option out there, and still. He still gets his payday, whether it comes in garbage time or whatever. He still gets his payday, man. Uh, can we talk about the running backs? Yeah, I was gonna move on. Oh, okay. Move on to the running backs <laughs> here now. Talk to me a little bit about him, man. Go ahead. Uh, do not touch the Houston Texans in the, at the running back position. That's just uh, a philosophy I live my life by. And Miles Gaskin, yes. Um, mostly in the half PPR, full PPR. Uh, world. If it's a standard league, I'm really hoping I don't have Miles Gaskin on my team. But let's be honest, if you're playing in standard leagues, like what are you even doing? You know, you probably deserve to have you hate your life. Miles Gaskin you, as your starting you running your back. So uh moral of the story, do not start Houston running backs, do not play in standard leagues, and only start Miles Gaskin if you really have to. Yeah, man. Uh I think for half PPR PPR wise, uh Gaskin should have a decent game, which probably means he's not going to have a decent game. So, I mean, let, let's see. He's he's one of those guys that's, that's he's, hit or, he's really hit or miss. Yeah, dude. It's it's either he's going to get the targets or he's not getting targets. It's crazy. So, um, tight ends, man. Are you willing to start Mike Gusecki? Yeah, he's the only tight end in this game you can really consider. Yeah, yeah I don't. Like we said about the the Houston side, like it's Brandon Cooks or nothing, yeah, right for sure. So, um, you bench all Texans besides Brandon Cooks, Gasicki. I think he's an auto start now, pretty much every week. I, I, with without Will Fuller in this offense, like Gasicki is a wide receiver. He's yeah. not even lining, oh for sure. He's not even lining up at tight end. Yep, like they're they're flexing him out wide like almost every play. I don't have the exact snap count information in front of me, but 
I do remember seeing a tweet over the weekend that Gesicki has lined up like the least amount of times at the tight end position in the league. Yeah. Like he is not playing tight end right now. He's playing wide receiver. So, and that's, that's a cheat code at tight ends. You have to start him like every single week. And I didn't want to buy in the beginning of the year, but this is me telling you, I'm eating my words. (laughs) Gesicki is an auto start and you, I don't really care about the matchup. Yeah. Yeah. He looks good. Um, all right, man. We talked a little bit about defenses. Uh, I know you're willing to start roll Miami's defense out there. If you are like, like me right now in my main league, like I'm kind of scrambling. Well, I was scrambling for a defense. I think I settled on one. Um, but if you're super desperate at defense, I think you can, you can get away with Houston, but I, I would really try to start somebody else. Uh, I just think that if you look at statistically, like Miami and Houston are like separated by one or two spots as far as their offense against opposing defenses. Like Miami is giving up a lot of points to opposing defenses still. Like like yeah. two is not he's playing great, but he's throwing picks still. They're still turning the ball over. They're not playing sharp football. Like you said, their offense is really not a high flying, high powered offense. So if you're if you're gonna start Houston and it's an it's it's the all time glory play of all glory plays, if you're gonna start him, you're hoping for turnovers. Yep. That's it. You're really just hoping for a bunch of picks. Uh they did just trade away one of their pass rushers, so you're not really hoping for sacks. So maybe I'm talking myself out of Houston. <laughs> uh, start 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 Miami and uh I'd feel good about it, man. But you can't I don't know. Yeah, it's um, it's it's a little bit interesting, man. Uh, I'm willing to take a shot on Miami if if I need to, but I, I really don't want to play either one of these defenses, man. Um, all right, dude, who are you picking to win this game? I'm picking Miami. I just think the quarterback play is going to be the difference in this game. Uh, it's the game is in Miami too. Uh, the home game for the Dolphins. I I think their their defense is better. Houston is really in the business right now of trading away all their decent assets besides Brandon Cooks. But, uh, you know, they traded away Mark Ingram. They traded away, like I said, a a pass rusher this week. So they're getting worse. Miami is going to be getting better as they get healthier. So I'm taking Miami here. And uh, I think they cover this too. Interesting. All right. Uh, Yeah, I'm willing. I'm going to. Go ahead and pick Miami straight up. That spread, it it scares me. Uh, six and a half point spread right now. Miami's not blowing anybody out or beating them decent. I think, it, I don't know, man. It, it's, it's one of those where even Houston put up 22 points late against the Rams after being blown out. You know what I'm saying? Like, so I don't even know. They, the Rams were up. Had a big spread. I don't know if they were able to cover last week or not, but um, that's interesting. I'm going to take Miami, probably take Houston on the spread on that one, to be honest with you. Um, all right, so move on to the Dallas-Denver game. You got Dallas at 6-1, and one, hosting Denver Broncos at 4-4. Four and four. Dallas is currently favored by 10 points with a 49.5 over under. Uh, Noah Fant. Just went on the COVID-19 list. I believe he tested positive as well, didn't he? 
Is that why he's on that list? Yes. Okay. Uh, Tyron Smith, ankle uh, ankle injury. He is questionable. Uh, Dak Prescott, questionable with the calf. Amari Cooper, questionable with a hamstring. CeeDee Lamb, questionable with an ankle. And Blake Jarwin, questionable with a hip. A lot of questions in this game. Uh, I got a question for you, Derek. You want to start? Professional segue. Teddy nice. uh, Teddy Bridgewater in um, this game. No, I've been I've I've been on record on this podcast a lot this season saying you can start Teddy Bridgewater. I think Dallas's defense has been playing a lot better than people expected, and uh, yeah, man, I I, I think uh, Trayvon Diggs gets a pick in this game. I think that this uh, this is. In Dallas too. Yep. Uh, Dak's going to be back. The place is going to be rocking. Um, I can see Dallas putting up like forty points in this game. I don't think Denver can keep up. So yeah, I'm not willing to start Teddy. And Bridgewater. they just traded away Von Miller. Yeah. That, yep. So yeah, I'm not starting him. I'm starting Dak for sure. Yeah, if Dak is out there. Uh, hopefully, no no more setbacks or anything like that. But if Dak is back out there this week, he's a fire up 100%. He's in your lineup. Um, running backs, man. Talk to me about Denver's running backs right now, man. You willing to throw out Melvin Gordon and Javante Williams? If you have either one, you have to play them. But you also have to understand that they're going to do the exact same thing. Like they, This coaching staff literally keeps track. Of how many carries the other the each running back has, and if one guy has nine carries and the other guy only has six, well, the other guy is getting three straight carries. Like yeah. they're they're it's going to be split fifty fifty. Like this is a true timeshare. I have actually never seen a timeshare this evenly split. Um, so I don't see anybody taking over anytime soon. Like this is going to be fifty uh, fifty, and I think you can start both of them, but temporary expectations like. I don't think Javante Williams is going to have this massive game. I don't think Melvin Gordon is going to have a massive game. I think at the end of the day, their fantasy points are probably going to be pretty similar. Yep. So if you have them, chances are you have to start them. And you know, I'd be, uh, you know, I would, I would comfortably expect anywhere from 12, 10 to ten to fourteen points from either one of them. So, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Then, uh, Melvin Gordon fell into fell into the end zone last week, so. You know, was able to be more of a viable option last week for you. Well, that's just it. He fell into the end zone. Like he's, it's not like they're riding one guy or the other. Like, for sure, for sure. Like it could be Javante Williams this week gets two touchdowns. Melvin Gordon doesn't score anything, right? But it's, it's, it's all just a coin flip. Yep. Absolutely. Um, we're starting up Zeke. How, how you feel about Tony Pollard? Do you want to flex him? If I'm really desperate. Honestly, if I'm like super desperate, um, I mean, Denver's defense, they've been pretty average, to be honest. Like, they haven't been uh, the defense that everybody thought they would be. Um, but I think that this game, I think this game is going to be a lot of Zeke and a lot of passing for Dak. So I don't know about Tony Pollard. I, he's going to get some work. He's going to get some run. Maybe he gets into the end zone. Um, if I'm super desperate, I'll play him. But otherwise, I'm probably looking to start somebody else. All right, man. Uh, on the Denver side of the ball, the wide receiver core, man, who are you willing to start? The Denver side, I will go with Jerry Judy and Cortland Sutton. 
I'm not looking to play Tim Patrick unless either one of those other two guys are out. Uh, but Tim Patrick's not a drop for me yet. I mean, I do. I'm a little biased because I have him in my my main fantasy league. But um, you know, Tim Patrick is is really the only question to me in this receiving core because uh, Jerry Judy's going to command some targets. Cortland Sutton's going to command some targets. They're going to want to run the ball because that's their identity. I'm not playing Tim Patrick. I'll play the other two guys confidently. All right, yeah. he uh, Tim Patrick finished with, with three targets, three catches, 64 yards. Um, I think now that with Jerry Judy, a game under his belt, back from injury, I think they're going to work him in a little bit more. I don't think he was at you know full go on the game plan. So I'm willing to fire up Quentin Sutton, Jerry Judy. I think Jerry Judy's going to get better and better as the season progresses and he gets further and further away from that injury. Um, on the on the other side of the ball, Mari Cooper, CeeDee Lamb, if they're both out there. If they're pretty, both playing, pretty much yes, conf- confident in starting both players. I'm, uh, I know Cedric Wilson had a good game last week. But I'm not chasing that. No, I'm not, I'm not going to chase that one either, especially in this kind of matchup. Um, I, I don't think they're going to really need him. I think they're going to rely on their two studs that they got there at the wide receiver position. I uh, think that pretty much nips in the butt on wide receivers. So let's move on to tight end in this game. With Noah Fant on the IR, you willing to stream Albert O. He, no. he was decently involved last week, man. Yeah, but no. Teddy Bridgewater, if anything, it's going to be Tim Patrick as the more reliable option. But we already talked about Tim Patrick and how I don't really want to play him this week. So uh, I need to see more from Alberto before I'm comfortable rolling him into my starting lineup. All right. And then what about uh, Dalton Schultz on the other side? Yeah, you can play him. I don't think he's a smash play, per se. Um, Blake Jarwin's questionable in this game, so it could just be uh, mostly Dalton Schultz. And, you know, he's produced this season, but, again, I'm just – I'm not, like, super com- you know confident he's going to have a great game. Now, if, you know, both Amari Cooper and CeeDee Lamb are questionable, if either one of them were to miss – this game or be limited, I think he could have a great game. So just monitor, I guess, the practice sports and look at it. And uh, I mean, you can throw him in there if you have to, but I'm really not expecting a whole lot from him. All right. Yeah. I'm willing to fire up uh, Dalton Schultz. I think he's, I think he's better than any of these other streaming tight ends. You know, he's, he's made his, he's made his mark here in fantasy football. So I'm willing to start him up. You want to start any of these defenses, man? No, no, I don't think I'm looking either one of them because Dallas's offense is too high powered for me to really look at Denver. I know Denver has a pretty good defense, but I mean, this is an offensive game. So I think Denver, uh, Dallas can is going to score some points. Uh, and then on the, Dow- the Dallas side, like I expect Teddy to struggle, but I'm just not. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not excited about Dallas's defense as a fantasy option. I think that they will have success in this game, and that's why I'm picking Dallas to win it. Uh, I guess I just spoiled it, but uh, yeah, I'm I'm not, I'm not playing either defense in this matchup. All right, yeah, I mean, 
Yeah, I don't know if I'm willing to. If if I got to pick a defense on this side, I, I think I'd go Dallas side. If I had to stream a defense, yeah, in gun this to game, my gun to my head, I think yeah. Dallas. But I'm really um, not excited. Well, no, I mean, you said you're going to pick Dallas. Think they're going to cover the spread, ten point spread? No, I think I would take. Uh, if I'm betting the spread, I think I would take Denver, but I think this is a like a seven point win. You know, I think it's like a one touchdown yeah. win. I don't think it's double digits, but uh I do think Dallas is gonna be able to move the ball pretty much at ease. Like I feel like this game might hit the thirties. So it might be like, you know, thirty one to twenty four or something like that. So Okay. Yeah, uh I'm gonna go ahead and pick Dallas and I actually do think they do cover this spread. Ooh, a little blowout. Um, yeah, I think mm-hmm. I think they win by Probably about two touchdowns. My um, CD Lamb. Yeah, right. Yes. <laughs> it's all yes. going to Amari Cooper. Give me that CD um, Lamb production. All right, man. Let's go ahead and move on to the Cincinnati Bengals five and three hosting the Cleveland Browns at four and four. Currently, the Bengals are favored by two and a half points. It's a forty-six and a half over under. You got OBJ questionable with the shoulder and questionable to still be on this team. <laughs> Yep. Uh, Jarvis Landry questionable with a knee injury, and Donald P- Donovan Peoples Jones, DPJ, the real DNP questionable with a groin injury. Uh, dude, talk to me about these quarterbacks. You want to start either one of them? For me, I don't want any part of Baker fantasy football. <laughs> no, and I'm willing to start Joe Burrow. That offense looks like it's starting to click on all cylinders. I I agree. I agree with that sentiment. I think Joe Burrow is an auto start now. Um, I think Baker is a never start yeah. for the rest of the season. I think that this offense, the, the the Browns offense is just too much running. Like they just, they run too much. Too much running and not enough sh- healthy shoulder. Yes. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, but it's, even if he had a healthy shoulder, just the way yeah. that they approach football, the way Kevin Stefanski approaches football is never going to be Baker Mayfield throwing 350 a game. Yeah. Okay, he's not he this is not Dak Prescott, okay? He's not he's he's good. He's a good quarterback when he's healthy. But they do not the offense is not set up for this. Yeah. Okay, their their offense is set up to hand the ball to the running backs 30 times a game. Yep. So, and then in a in a in a matchup like this where I think Cincinnati is going to be able to score. I mean, can are you really excited to start the running backs in this game like I, I don't know. I mean, man. listen, you have to. Like, you have to start Nick Chubb. Yeah. I guess we already we 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 pretty much nailed the quarterbacks, right? We're good. We're good on that oh, one. Yeah, like, start yeah, Burrow, yeah, not for sure. Okay, so running backs, right? Nick Chubb, because you have to. What about Darius Johnson? Is he a guy that we want to play? I don't know if I can say yes. Man, that's. It's a tough one. People spend a lot of fat oh, money man. on him. Um, I, I, I think you, I think you can roll him out there as a flex option. I, I really, I think, I think he will be involved enough, and that, and that's what you want. Like, I, I just think he will be involved enough. I think he'll catch enough of those dump off passes or whatever. And and help you out. And if he falls in the end zone, he falls in the end zone. But even without that, I think he will see enough volume. And Cincinnati's defense is nothing too scary. That you know what I'm saying? They're not they're not a scary defense at all. So 
I think that these two running backs will have a fine game. I don't think that Nick Chubb finishes as an RB1. You know, so maybe he has a poor game because of how he was drafted and how he's viewed. His game might look poor, but I think that Dearness Johnson will have a fine game. Like, flex-worthy outing. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I can, I can, I can dig that. I agree. All right, man. Uh, Joe Mixon, fire him up. Yep, dude's playing good. Uh, <laughs> I think that nails it for well, running I mean, backs. I'm Smaj P Ryan. I don't know. I, no. I'm not. I'm not willing to do it, man. I I think that there there uh, there's just too much to go around right now in this offense that I'm not willing to. To ride Samaj P. Ryan. To me, Samaj P. Ryan is a stash if something were to happen to Joe, Joe Mixon. Like maybe he's, if he's out there, I know a lot of people are picking him up, or whatever, but if he's out there, maybe that Sunday stash or whatever. But I, I don't want, I'm not going to start Samaj P. Ryan. I'd rather start Dearness Johnson over Samaj P. Ryan. Yeah, I agree um, with that. And even earlier, I probably would start. I would probably put Ty Johnson over Samaje. I think that Ty could probably see a little bit more work and some more check down than Samaje will. Okay. So, uh, in the wide receiver room, you start any Cleveland no. wide receiver? No. Nope. Not, not even, even Jarvis? Not even if there's a fire. Not even Jarvis Landry? No. Nope. PPR? Nope. Low and flex? Yes. Low and flex. Low and flex? All right, cool. We got there. You got me. We got there. All, All right. right. Uh, but yeah, no. Uh, low and flex, and that's pretty much it. All right. Uh, Cincinnati side, man. Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd, all three fire-ups. Tyler Boyd is the one where I have the most uh, difficulty making a decision. Uh, Higgins and Jamar Chase in my lineup. No questions asked. I think they're both studs. And, I mean, you can't really tell which one's going to have the bigger game, but you can start both of them confidently. Uh, they're both probably good for anywhere between 16 and a million fantasy points. So, <laughs> um, But I, I, not in this game. Not this week. I'm not starting uh, Tyler Boyd. I like Tyler Boyd as a player, uh, but he doesn't get enough volume for me. Um CJ Uzama is just too involved for me to feel super comfortable about it. So if Higgins or Chase misses time, then I'd be willing to roll with with him. But um, if everyone's healthy, I think that uh, I think he's more of like a borderline flex play. Okay. All right. Yeah. Um, yeah, I agree with that, man. I think that you know Jamar Chase, T Higgins, smash plays. I think they're they're gonna be really good. I mean. You just saw what a couple of weeks ago what the Chargers were able to do uh, against this Cleveland defense. So I think that Joe Burrow is going to have himself a, a fine day with these wide receiver core. I think that Tyler Boyd, for me, could be in flex consideration. I, I, I really do. I think that you can you can roll him out there and, and there be enough. Yes, with it being a divisional game, you know, you know, normally uh, division games are, are, you know, more defensive battled and, and stuff like that. But I'm not scared of either one of these defenses. I think that since he's going to be able to move the ball pretty well, I don't know. It's That one's a tough one for me. But I think Tyler Boyd is is what you said, borderline flex option. 
Tight ends, man, you willing to start either Austin Hooper or David Njoku in this game? No. No? No, I'm good. And I think I'd pass on Uzama, too. Okay. I just... No. Yeah. No. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm good. I think that uh, this game is going to be a lot of a lot of the top two receivers on the Bengals side and a lot of running from the Brown side. So um, I'm staying far away from the tight ends in this matchup. So... Yeah, man. Uh, I I agree with that. Defenses, man. You want to start either one of these these defenses? You trying to stay away? What, what are you looking at? Uh, Cleveland. If you think they're going to get to the quarterback a lot, as far as like sacks, but I mean, other than that, I think this this line is too close for me to want to start these defenses. So I'm pivoting if I can. Yep. All right. Yeah, I like it, man. Um, I think that I think in a DFS you could probably get away with starting Cleveland, um, hoping you know for some turnover or whatever. But because they're probably going to be a a lower end, you know, very cheap. Yeah, their their roster percentage is going to be yeah, very exactly. low this week. So, so. Um, all right, man. Who you got? Who you got this game? <sighs> I'm taking Cincinnati. Cincinnati has come a long way to be favored against the Browns, especially the last couple of years. Um, to be winning their division in the same division as yeah. the Baltimore Ravens, the Steelers, and the Browns. Like, I mean, they handled the Ravens. Yeah. Handled them. Yeah. So this is a good football team, man. I'm taking Cincinnati. I've bet on Cincinnati a couple of times this year. I bet on them against Pittsburgh in Pittsburgh, and I won – I'm gonna take Cincinnati here, man. I think this is a good a good matchup for them. I think their offense uh, kind of gets back to uh, or continues the 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 path they've been on. Yeah, man. With everything going on in Cleveland right now, it just kind of screams bad vibes uh, going on. Looks seems like a lot of drama happening. Uh, I'm I'm taking Cleveland. Looks like their offense is just or not Cleveland. I'm taking Cincinnati. Their offense is clicking. I know they just lost to. To Mike White and the Jets, but I I think that they're going to be able to find a way to focus on that run game. I, I'm not very scared of that pass game, and I think they do cover uh, in this game as well. It's only a two and a half point spread. All right, man. Moving on to the Baltimore Ravens at five and two, hosting the Minnesota Vikings at three and four. Man, that was a bad Sunday night game for Minnesota. I was expecting a lot more production out of that one. But Baltimore is favored by six points with a 49.5 point over under. Latavius Murray is still being held out of practice. He's questionable with an ankle. And Sammy Watkins questionable with a thigh injury. How are we thinking about these quarterbacks, dude? Kirk Cousins, yay or nay? Mm, no. no. I'm I'm a little po'd at Kirk Cousins right now how okay the Vikings were at home against the Cowboys with no Dak Prescott and you you didn't win I I I I, you can't make any more excuses for for Kirk Cousins he gets paid way too much money to lose games like that you can't outscore Cooper Rush Cooper friggin Rush okay Listen, Cooper Rush played a great game. All right, he has great weapons. The offense is great. Like, 
I'm sure a lot of average quarterbacks could go into that offense and play really well. Okay. Uh, but that was a game Kirk Cousins should have won. Yes. That was, you cannot be in a better situation. Like you're not playing against an MVP quarterback. You're at home and you're favored. Like, come on. How did you, how did he lose that game? I have, I'm, I'm, I'm almost to the point where I'm just, I've lost faith (laughs) that the Vikings couldn't do anything to contend for the playoffs. Like, I think this is, this game right here, I might recommend sitting a lot of Minnesota's players because I think Baltimore coming off the bye week is going to come in and have their way. I think Lamar Jackson is going to have one of those, he's going to have one of those games where we're like, oh, yeah, remember that Lamar Jackson guy? Like, that guy's really freaking good. Uh, they spent a lot of money in free agency on defense. The Vikings did. But it doesn't look like it. Yeah, no, not at all. So, and then Dalvin Cook. Where the heck was Dalvin Cook last week? Where was where was the receivers at? Like, I don't know, man. I don't... It was, it was a very, very poor game for Minnesota. Yeah, so as far as quarterbacks go, um, if the only time you sit Lamar Jackson if he's on by... Yeah, that's like that's golden rule. Like that's that should be uh, like rule number one of fantasy football. You only sit Lamar Jackson if he's on a bye. Other than that, he's too good of a runner to sit him. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I don't care what matchup it is. It could be, it could be the what is it? Eighty two. What was the best Bears defense? Oh, the eighty five. I think the eighty five Bears. It could be <laughs> the, the Bears defense in the eight. Like you're not sitting Lamar Jackson. I don't care what what defense is in front of you. It could be. Like Alabama, you know Alabama's great defense. You know it could be it could be. You're not sitting Lamar, okay? Kirk Cousins, absolutely. I'm sitting him this week. Yeah, no questions asked. I don't care. I'm not. I'm not playing him at all. All right, all right, um, all right, dude. So running backs, talk to me a little bit. Are you Minnesota? I mean Dalvin Cook. He's in your lineup. He's all, in your I lineup mean, because you have to. Yeah, a hundred percent. I mean. He is still one of the best running backs in the league. So that's that's automatic. Start up. Now, Baltimore is where it gets a little dicey, man. You got Latavius Murray, questionable with his ankle, not practicing on Wednesday. You got Devontae Freeman, Lev Bell, and what we thought with the remains of Tyson Williams. Like. Here's here, here's my thought on the on the Ravens running back situation. The only time I'm ever going to recommend a, running, a Ravens running back for the rest of the season, and I'm pretty comfortable saying this at this point in week nine, the only time I'm going to recommend starting a running back is if I know for sure Tyson Williams is the only, like, is going to be the main carry, ball carrier. Outside of that, like, that, then that means there has to be some inactives. There has to be some injuries to Latavius Murray and Devonta Freeman, Lev Bell. You know, it has to be one of those situations where it's just Tyson Williams and maybe one other guy, right? Because he's the most, to me right now, he's the most explosive running back in that group. I don't know what he did to, <laughs> to the coaching staff to to bench him like this. It must be like issues in pass protection or something, but he's an explosive runner. Outside of that, I'm not playing anybody. I just can't do it. Like I, I think yeah. that the Ravens are starting to realize, which is a good thing, that they need to throw the ball a little bit more, spread it out, and stop running this weird uh high school wishbone like option offense where it's like 15 tight ends on the field. You know what I mean? Like stop doing that. Like it's not working. Yeah. You know? Open it up and they've had success this year opening it up and Lamar's throwing the ball over 30 times a game, so 
Yeah, Lamar's looking pretty good in the passing game. Um, on When it comes to running backs on the Baltimore side, I think the only one that I'm willing to have flex consideration for is Devontae Freeman. Devontae Freeman is the quote-unquote starter. He's getting the majority of the work and stuff like that. And, you know, this is a run-first team-ish. Like, I know that they're starting to pass the ball a little bit more and stuff like that. But, you know, before the bye, Devontae Freeman found his way in the end zone, was able to give you a decent fantasy output, wasn't, you know, he didn't crush your team. So I think that he is in flex consideration for you. I think uh, I, I think you'd, you'd be okay if you're in that boat. Uh, wide receivers, man, Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen, fire him up. It's because you have to. I mean, if you have those guys on your team, you're not going to bench them, right? Just temper your expectations. I really am discouraged by Kirk Cousins right now. I really am. And I feel like at any given moment, this could be a complete dud game where Kirk Cousins has negative fantasy points. And that would negatively impact the receivers in this game. And, you know, I I love Tyler Conklin this week because the Ravens – are literally giving up the most points per game to the tight end position in the NFL this season. Now, they're not they haven't given up the most total points because they were on bye this week, last week, but they're a really good matchup for tight ends. So it's like I want to say sit Kirk Cousins, but you I'm gonna recommend starting the options in yeah. this offense. You know what I mean? It's it's kind of a weird situation. I think I'm more just upset and just pissed off at Kirk Cousins. <laughs> uh the fact that he didn't capitalize in a good in a game where he should have won. But uh yeah, you can start both receivers in this game. I'm not starting anybody outside of those top two receivers. Yeah, no. KJ Osborne, that's yeah, no. I'm not I'm not chasing that. Not at all. Um, I think you're right. Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen, fire him up. Now, Baltimore side of the ball. You got uh Hollywood Brown. He's in my lineup. He's if he's I have just, him. yeah, he's been playing really good, man. Now what about Rashad Bateman? If I have to. Okay. I will start him as a low-end flex option. I think out of the guys we've talked about today, um, you know, we talked about uh, Tyler Boyd and um, even somebody like Tyler uh, <coughs> Tyler Johnson as low-end flex options. Um, I think Bateman is the best out of those options. I think this offense is going to throw the ball enough to support three options uh, in the passing game. And I think Bateman is – I think he's the best receiver on this team right now. So, uh, I'd be willing to play him. I'm not expecting wide receiver two numbers, but maybe he could have a solid day and maybe he gets into the end zone. So, um, I think the volume's going to be there. Just gotta, just gotta hope and pray, man. Yeah, man. I, I like Bateman. Uh, and I also like the fact that his very first game, he came in and walked into a nice target share, man. Six targets. That's, that's nice. I think Lamar is going to slowly start to trust him more and more. And I think that's just going to help out Hollywood and Bateman uh, all together. So, uh, Sammy Watkins, if he plays. Nope. No, I'm not starting him either. Nope. Um, The only thing that kind of worries me about Sammy Watkins is the last couple games that Bateman has played, Sammy Watkins has been inactive. So, I just hope that there's no (sighs) – there's no – uh, difference when it comes to Sammy Watkins being active and on the field for Rashad Bateman. I think Hollywood's um, role in this offense is kind of solidified in a way, 
And I just hope that Sammy's not going to take anything away from Bateman because I do think Bateman is a is a really good receiver, man. Uh, so on the tight end side, I know you we covered you covered a little bit about Tyler Conklin. You're willing to fire him up? I th- I think I'm he is willing good. to play both guys in this game. Yeah, I think that uh, uh, you know Mark Andrews is an auto start. I think um, pretty much every week Conklin's not an auto start yet. But he's been solid. I mean, he's been getting about nine or ten points every week. So yeah. if you have to, um, I'll be willing to start him in your tight end spot. Um, I'm honestly, and, and and Justin, don't tell anybody, but I'm thinking about flexing him in my main in our main league. Oh, all right, man. Yeah, I got Darren Waller as my tight end, but um, you know, I'm, I'm I'm looking at Tim Patrick. I'm looking at it's it, honestly, it's just a matchup for me, like. I really like Conklin this week. It's a bold move, Cotton. Hey, I'm so, six and two, man. I feel bold. like I can roll the dice and, and flex him this week. So I'm playing the the 12th place team in our league. So um, if I'm gonna do it, I think this is the week to do it. So yeah, man. Um, I'm confident playing Tyler Conklin. I don't know if he might be in start of the week consideration at the tight end position, just because the matchup is so freaking nice. Um, but the thing that's gonna hold me back is Kirk Cousins. All right. Yeah, uh, I like both these guys. I like both the options. Uh, Tyler Conklin is a good streaming option for you if you're in that boat. Defenses, man. You wanna? I I think Minnesota. I think we X that one out. I don't. I don't think either one of us are considering that. Baltimore's defense. Willing to fire up. This is if I have Baltimore and I'm looking at the waiver wire and there's really not a whole lot else. I'm willing to start Baltimore, man. I mean, I know that they. Got shellacked by the Bengals. I know that they gave up a lot of points against the Bengals, but I just really think Kirk. And I'm, I, I just, I keep, I keep beating Kirk Cousins over the head, but I just feel like this game could, it, it could, the the possibility of him throwing a bunch of picks and turning the ball over a lot, I think, is greater than a lot of other matchups. Yeah. So, so I think uh, if you if you have to, you can play the Ravens defense. Um, like if you're stuck between the Ravens or like you know the Chiefs or the Raiders, you know if you're looking at like those you know matchups, I think you, you you can you can get away with it starting Baltimore. So Baltimore's defense or Miami's defense? Ooh, Miami. Okay, All right. I just so think the matchups the, the matchups better. All right, yeah, I'm, I'm willing to roll out Baltimore's defense. I mean, I, I think that. I think they're an okay matchup this week. It, it just it, it depends. I think they can get maybe a turnover or two. So uh, picking Baltimore, Minnesota this game, man. Baltimore, pretty um, easy. Yeah, I mean you're out here just hating I'm just on Kirk smashing Cousins. Kirk Cousins left Kirk's and right. Cousins is woo. Now if Kirk Cousins is a QB one this week, I I don't know what I'm going to do with my life. <laughs> you may have to carry this podcast by yourself. <laughs> I may just retire because All right, I literally Hang just spent, I probably just spent the last 20 minutes bashing Kirk. Cousins. Oh, for sure. So, um, <laughs> that's great rate, uh, you know, podcasting. So, all right. Yeah. I'm going to take Baltimore in this one. And, uh, I, I think they cover, I think they cover the six point spread, man. I oh, know. I do. Too. I do too. I yeah. think this is a <laughs> Kirk cousins. If you're Kirk listening, cousins man, like throwing the ball backwards, <laughs> He's going to finish with negative passing yards. Oh, just <laughs> maybe I won't start Conklin. I think I might be speaking this into existence. Like this could be an all time bad game for him. Uh, but yeah, I, I think they cover this one too. This is probably a double digit win for the Ravens. All right, man. 
All right, moving on. The New York Giants at two and six are hosting the Las Vegas Raiders at five and two. Uh, the Raiders are favored three points, and it's a 46-and-a-half-point over-under. Right now, Darren Waller is practicing, but he is questionable with the ankle. Josh Jacobs is questionable with the chest. Sterling Shepard is doubtful with the quad injury. Kenny Galladay is questionable with the knee. Kadarius Toney can, uh, questionable with a thumb. Possible concussion. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, right? Don't know where I'm at. <laughs> and Saquon Barkley is out due to COVID. I did see, though, that he tested negative on that retest. So there is a possibility that he could play, isn't there? Because I yeah. think he needs two in a row. Yeah. I just to- know he was on the COVID list. Uh, I may have jumped the gun and put out, but okay. uh, if he... Yeah, because I know he tested positive, but then on his retest that he had, he tested negative. So I believe he is vaccinated, so he would have to have two negative tests in order to play, but he is also still dealing with his injury. So yeah, I think it's safe to say he doesn't play this week, but we'll see. Yeah. With that injury, I think he could possibly miss just with the injury alone. Yeah. So uh, adding in the COVID list thing, I think it's going to be a long shot for him to get in there. Yeah, for sure. All right, man. Are you willing to stream either Derek Carr or Daniel Jones this week? Yeah, I think I'd be willing to start both of them. Um, if I'm in a streaming like, if I'm literally in a boat with no paddle, I think I'd be willing to play them. Um, but that's, like, all-time desperate, okay? Uh, Daniel Jones played okay. He did, he, he's did. he been he's been okay. He hasn't been, like, an elite player the last, you know, last couple weeks. Uh, same thing with Derek Carr. Like, Derek Carr had a hot start, but it's kind of cooled off a little bit. But the Raiders are still playing pretty good, even without John Gruden. So, um, he did lose a weapon in Henry Ruggs. So... You know, we'll kind of see how this what this offense looks like, but I'd be willing to start both of them if you if you really, 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 really have to. Like, no paddle. Yeah, um, if uh, if I'm willing to stream one of these guys, I think it's going to be Derek Carr over Daniel Jones. But I have a pact with myself that I will never ever ever start Derek Carr ever again. Oh yeah, after last year, I remember that. Yeah, yeah, I will not put myself through that again. The keys are in a pond somewhere, and I will not start that car. You sold that car a long time ago. <laughs> oh no, no, I I drove it right in the lake. Oh, <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I put I put a rock on the gas pedal, and I stepped out the car and I just <laughs> let it go. Um, yeah, man. So running back situations, uh, you got. We're gonna presume Saquon Barkley's out. Would you start Devin Booker in this game? Yeah, Devontae Booker, I would I would play. He, wow, what did I say? Devin. Devin? Devin Booker. Wow. Devontae Booker. Um, if Devin Booker, the Dropping. the Phoenix Suns yeah. uh, shooting guard, if he was available, I'd probably start him. Man, he game. scores, man. He yeah, gets, he does. He's a baller. <laughs> Hella fantasy points. He's on my favorite uh, NBA team. Uh, so, <laughs> Hey, I picked them before the, fi- before the playoffs started, okay? Bandwagon. That's you, fine. You are a magic fan. That's no listen. <laughs> listen. Okay. I've I've divorced Orlando. Uh yeah. They have not signed the paperwork, but But we are separated. Okay. We are definitely separated. All right. I still get notifications from a lot of like the ESPN apps and the the oh, score shit. apps and all that other stuff about Orlando and they're like, their game's starting in fifteen minutes. And I'm like, I don't care. I'm not I'm not looking at that. 
Um, Devontae Booker. Yes, I'm playing Devontae Booker. Uh, he played pretty well against the Chiefs and uh, got over 100 yards. And I think until Saquon comes back, you can probably you can comfortably start him. You know, unless he's playing like you know a really tough defense like the Bills or something. But uh, I think he's he's a uh, he's in your lineup, man. Yeah. So. Yeah, he's a uh, he's a good good option. Uh, Josh Jacobs, Kenyon Drake. How how are we looking over there on the Josh Jacobs? If he plays, yes. Uh, we just watched uh, uh, Frank Gore's um, grandson uh, come in and 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 dominate uh, against the Giants' uh, rush defense. So um, I'm not too worried about the uh, Giants' run defense. So um, if Josh Jacobs is available, I'd play him. I'm not looking at any other running back on this team. All right. Uh, wide receiver. So this one gets a little interesting for the Las Vegas Raiders, man. They, you know, they just lost Henry Ruggs. Talk to me. Are you willing to start anybody? I know Hunter Renfro was a guy that was, you know, a nice PPR option. Maybe he gets a little more targets now. Uh, willing to start anybody outside of Hunter Renfro? I think we're both in kind of a grand. He's a good, good option. Hunter Renfro in your lineup, absolutely. Uh, outside of that, no, I'm not playing any other wide receiver. I need to see what this offense looks like. Uh, initially, to me, it's going to be Hunter Renfro and Darren Waller as the two guys catching passes. Um, Kenyon Drake probably gets a little bit, a little bit of a bump too out of the backfield. But outside of that, I'm I'm waiting to see what Brand, what Brian Edwards does um, with. Uh, he's probably going to get an increased uh, target share with the departure of Henry Ruggs. So um, outside of that, not really. I know you talked about uh, Zay Jones as a possible dart throw, but this is like, for me, that's like dynasty deep yeah. bench so, dart throw. Well, I, I didn't even, I wasn't even talking about, you know, a dart throw. It was more of, I want to see the usage, you know? So yeah. Um, I, I agree with you, man. I'm not willing to start anybody outside of Hunter Renfro because, like, like you, man, I, I need to see. I need to see what this offense looks like. Um, it it's kind of weird because this is gonna have to happen last second because, you know, they went all this this whole bye week with Henry Ruggs, practicing with Henry Ruggs, him in the lineup, and now all of a sudden you don't have him. You know what? Middle of the week. All of a sudden, you know what I'm saying? So it's going to be interesting to see how this plays out. Um, you know, I, I if I'm willing to stash one of these guys, it's Brian Edwards. Um, but if it doesn't happen this week, maybe you kind of cut bait with him. But uh, New York Giants side of the ball, want to start, I mean, the only <laughs> receiver left standing, I guess, because they are completely hurt, man. So if Kadarius Tony starts, or are you willing to, to fire him up or Darius Slayton? Uh Kadarius Tony is the only guy I'd be willing to play. Um if everyone is healthy, if everyone's healthy, I think it's Kenny Galladay and Kadarius Tony, and that's pretty much the end of the list. But it seems like it's just it's Kenny Galladay's not going to play to me at least. Uh, I don't think he's ready. So I will I will I would play Kadarius Tony if I had him. Outside of that, man, I'm I'm just not sure. Like I, and that's one thing about fantasy football. If you're not sure about what's going to happen with a player, like if you can't convince yourself that this player is going to get volume, you can't 
play him. You know yeah. what I mean? Like I can't convince myself to start John Ross. I can't convince myself to start Darius Slayton because you never know. You have absolutely no idea what's going to happen. And Sterling yeah. Shepard's not going to play. Kenny Galladay's questionable. He probably won't play either. So you really can only play Kadarius Tony because they want to get him involved, and he's electric with the ball in his hands. So, yeah, outside of that, for me, it's 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 really just Kadarius Tony or move on. All right. Tight ends, man. Obviously, Darren Waller, if he's out there, it's a, it's a smash. Uh, he's in your lineup. Willing to start Kyle Rudolph, Evan Ingram? No. Okay. <laughs> now, they both had touchdowns last week. Yes. Which is the point, is the reason why I won't start either one of them, because much like the Denver running backs, they're pretty much split. These two tight ends, like, they're – I mean, Evan, how many yards does Evan Ingram have? 15 receiving yeah. yards yeah. And, a, and, and a touchdown. So he's not relevant unless he scores a touchdown. And I know the tight end position is barren, but, I mean, you can go and grab Tyler Conklin in your lineup. I'd be much more happy to do that than be on the Giants. So, yep. uh, yeah, I'm not playing a Giants tight end this week. All right. Defense. Nope. No. I, yep. Nope. I'm good. Yep. All right. I, I'm, I'm completely good. And who you got winning this game, man? Uh, I'm going to take the Raiders. I think that they, even though they got the Henry Ruggs thing going on, they showed with losing arguably a more important piece of their team, whether their head coach, they still played well and they still played good. So I think, I don't know how much of a distraction the Henry Ruggs thing is going to be, but I think that uh, Derek Carr is the better quarterback. They have the, they still have the better options. They're healthier. They're coming off the bye week. Um, uh, you know, I'm taking the Raiders here in this one. Yeah, man. Uh, Giants are just way too beat up. Uh, I got, I got Raiders covering as well, too. So, all right, man. Last game on this, uh, last game of this slate, man. You got the New Orleans Saints at five and two. Just took down. Tampa, they got freaking Tampa's number, man. I don't, I don't know what it is. Hosting, I don't want to talk. Their about division it. rivals, Atlanta Falcons, at three and four. New Orleans is a six point favorite, forty two and a half point over under. Russell Gage is questionable with a groin injury. Calvin Ridley is still out with personal issues. Uh, Taysom Hill is questionable to return for a concussion. I think he is on track to play. And Ty Montgomery is questionable with a hamstring. Are you willing to start Matt Ryan or whoever starts for the New Orleans Saints? No, neither one. Uh, did you see Matt Ryan's injury? Yes. On Sunday? That, the full cleat yeah. from the defensive lineman? Yep. Gushing blood out of his hand? Yeah, uh, he immediately threw a pick after that. <laughs> so, uh, no, I'm not playing Matt Ryan. He doesn't have Calvin Ridley. Um, let, I'm gonna talk a little bit of schematics right here. You ready? And this is this is what I'm gonna make a really bold statement. And I'm selling Kyle Pitts. Okay. Like I am. If I have Kyle Pitts, sell. Not in Dynasty. In redraft, right? Yeah. In redraft, sell Kyle Pitts. Here's my reasoning. People who are gonna, they're banking on. He's the only one in the offense. He's the only one getting targets. He's the only one that's gonna produce, right? And that's 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 fine. Until defenses start doubling him down the field, till defenses start putting a, a safety over the top and a corner underneath, which that's exactly what happened this past week, and he had three fantasy points. Yep. Okay. So yeah, he's gonna get all this volume, right? 
but he's going to be double covered left. Like every single play is just going to be double covered. So I'm not willing to, 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 I'm not excited to play Kyle Pitts the rest of the season. If Kyle, if Calvin really is not there taking coverage away from him, I'm really worried about Kyle Pitts this year. Yeah. If they get Calvin really back. Okay. I'm a little bit more. I'm fine. Okay. I can, you can start him, but man, like I'm nervous. Like I'm real nervous. This is about to be a downward trajectory. Trajectory. Couldn't even say that word, right? Uh, downward spiral for this offense because Calvin Ridley demands coverage to be rolled his way, much like Julio did when he was in this offense. Kyle Pitts still a rookie, a rookie tight end man, and he's not. I don't think he's good enough to beat double coverage every single play. Yeah, especially when you got your number one option on. Like they put Stephon Gilmore. On him and and Stephon Gilmore, even though he's on the later part of his career, is still a very good cornerback and pretty much shut him down, shut down Kyle Pitts. Right? Yeah, he's going to be gonna seeing that level of protection week in and week out, being the yeah. Hey, the Falcons. Who do we have to stop? Oh yeah, they're brand new tight end. Like, so you look at, at at New Orleans defense, and 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 really, I don't know if we have to go. Uh, position by position with this matchup because it's pretty simple to me in my eyes. If you're looking at how New Orleans is going to defend the Falcons, right? Malcolm Jenkins, the safety for the New Orleans Saints, I feel like is just going to be matched up against Kyle Pitts all game long, right? Then you can mix in Marcus Lattimore, double cut. Like this, the defense is not to take care of anybody else. I mean, do you think Coral Patterson is going to destroy the Saints defense? Yeah, no. I don't think so. You can you can put Lattimore on Cordero Patterson, you know, when he's split out wide and stuff like that. So I'm just not con- – I think that the Saints are going to control this football game, man. And even if it's not Taysom Hill, I think this is going to be a running a running uh, game plan. I think on defense they're good enough. I mean, just look – I mean, I, don't, I really don't want to talk about how they beat the Bucks again. But uh, – <laughs> They uh they held Tom Brady in check. Yeah. And uh a hobbled Matt Ryan missing a weapon. This is this does not spell uh fantasy gold for the Falcons. So honestly, I'm willing to sit probably almost every Falcon player. If you have to. Yeah. Um or if you if you can afford to. I mean the only the only Falcon that I'm probably going to want to start in Probably half PPR and PPR formats is actually Cordell Patterson because he sees a lot of those checkdowns and, and, and stuff like that. So I think the only true Falcon that I really want to be starting is Cordell Patterson. But the teams that have Kyle Pitts probably took Kyle Pitts pretty early and are forced to start him. And I agree with you, man. I think it's going to be, it's going to be kind of rough here for Kyle Pitts to, He's going to demand a lot more coverage from defenses and it's, I don't, I don't think he can kind of overcome that. Now, not in this matchup, but I kind of wanted to cover it a little bit. Who is your beneficiary with Calvin Ridley being out in this offense? I don't know if I have an answer for you on that one, man. Like, I'm not ready to put Tajay Sharp in my lineups. I'm, I'm not willing to put him on my on my fantasy team. Zacchaeus, 
No. You know, like I just yeah. I'm I, I just don't think I think at the end of the day this is gonna be a little bit more work for uh Coral Patterson. Yeah. And I think Mike Davis has to get involved now. So this is that's the name I was gonna bring up is uh to me the number one beneficiary on this team is Mike Davis because I feel like he he has to have more work because I feel like they have to use Cordell Patterson in a couple different ways now. I think that you're going to probably see Cordell and Mike Davis on the field at the same time in different packages and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So I think Mike Davis is going to get some more work, but it's still this offense is not it's not good, man. It's just yeah. not clicking at all. The only somewhat bright spot for fantasy is Cordell at this point. Like, and it's, I don't know, it's rough, man. But let's talk a little bit about the Saints side of the ball. What is it? Camara? Camara, and that's it. Move that's on. It. That's literally it. Yeah. I, I'm kind of willing to see. I, I'm wanting to see. I'm not willing to put him in there, but I want to see how Taysom is. I think Taysom's going to be the starter coming back. He does present a little bit of a rushing floor for you. He is a mobile quarterback, so I don't think I'm willing to start him fresh out the gate. again. I mean, it is a good matchup, but I don't know if I'm willing to do it this week. I think I would rather have a Tua or a Derek Carr instead of Taysom Hill. You know, um, maybe would you start would you start Bridgewater or Taysom Hill if you were in that boat Bridgewater Bridgewater okay so yeah i like i said we're i think we're both on the same boat where kind of hold on Taysom Hill let's see how how he plays out um and how he looks cuz we haven't even seen how he looks this week or this year man so yeah tight ends defense i'm not starting no. anybody uh new orleans defense Oh, sorry. I'm, I'm starting New Orleans defense. Uh, tight ends, tight ends, no. Yes. Uh, New Orleans defense, yes. Okay. Outside of that, yep. I think we're pretty much wrapped a bow in this game. Yeah. So I'm taking New Orleans. Yeah, me too. Pretty confidently, and I think they cover. Yeah. Even without you know their their stud of a quarterback out with an ACL injury. Don't look at me like that. <laughs> That's. Just- All right, we need to end this podcast right now. I'm getting. I'm getting. I I can't do it, man. Eating W's. Why can't we beat the Saints? Okay, we we need to. That's it. This is it. We need to end this podcast now. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, more matchups on tomorrow's show. We have seven more games to get through. Uh, Timestamps will be in the description of the show. Go ahead and follow us on all of our social media accounts. Justin, take it away. All right, guys. And unlike the Tampa Bay Buccaneers last week, we hope you all come away with a W. Enjoy week nine. We'll be back for the second part of the games this week. For Derek, I'm Justin. We're the Pigskin Champs. See you.